Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. I'll be honest, I'm not super excited about recording this episode. <laughs> I'm not excited to talk about this because the thing we're talking about today is not an easy subject to talk about in general, and the particular angle I'm coming at this makes it less so, but it's an important one. I want to talk about estate planning today, and in particular, guardianship decisions. You know, I find that estate planning, I think we've talked about this on the show before, estate planning is both, I think, the most misunderstood component of a financial plan, and it's the one that people drag their feet on the most, right? And, you know, I think there's there's a presumption out there that estate planning is mostly for the super rich people, and there are certainly some estate planning techniques and strategies that are only relevant once you're you have a really really high net worth or really really high incomes but everybody needs some sort of basic estate plan in place there are several components to it the one i want to talk about today is the guardianship question right if you have kids then who is going to take care of them if something happens to you and your spouse and I, I kind of hate almost to open this can of worms because A, not many people have estate plans in place to begin with, right? A surprisingly high number of people that I talk to don't have guardians named for their kids to begin with. I actually had a client last week meet with me and say, hey, my, my brother has a five-year-old and just came to me and asked to be my guardian. Like, does that mean that something, I was their second choice or something happened to the first one? And the reality is that they, they probably just didn't, didn't have one by this point in time, right? I, I have no idea. I don't know the I don't know the sibling situation, but I mean, most of the people I talk to with young kids, right, don't have these things named. Um, and, and it's all. I also hate to open this can of worms because, frankly, of all of the decisions that go into a good estate plan, I, I found that guardianship is often the hardest decision to make. It's relatively straightforward to decide what you want to happen to your accounts if something was to happen to one of you. It's relatively easy to decide if you want to have a healthcare power of attorney or not. Um, who Picking the person you want to be responsible for your kids is often a hard choice because it's, it's one family, right? One, one individual and their, their spouse, if they have one, that is going to be responsible for raising them and deciding right which side of the family we're going to who we're picking right are they are they responsible enough to handle it like it's it, it, it can be a hard decision I, I've seen couples really struggle with that right when that whenever I meet with a couple who tells me they're expecting their first child but one of the first things I tell them is you want to start thinking about who you want to name as guardian right even though you don't necessarily need that document in place by this point in time you you want to start thinking about it because it can take a little while to come to a consensus. And, and it really is important to name a guardian because otherwise, right, you're opening the, the, the family that's left behind legal disputes and fighting. Okay, make your wishes known, right? Take some time to 
proactively get a plan in place. That's what financial planning is, right? It's planning for the future. It's being proactive with what we want to happen to your family's um, financial situation if something were to happen to you. So we want to have that in place. But I'm noticing a trend with these conversations. I've, I've had this conversation at least half a dozen times this year. And I, I think it's a little bit problematic. And you know, whenever I notice a trend like this, we've talked about this on the show before, I like to talk about the, the trend in question in a podcast episode because I know it's on people's minds. And what what is this topic, right? What, what Why is it that I'm rocking the boat with a subject area that is the most, like people are the slowest to implement in the financial planning process and specifically I'm rocking the boat on the hardest subset of that, which is picking a guardian. Um, and the answer is because it's important. That's why I'm rocking the boat. And here, here's the conclusion. You should think long and hard before you name your parents or your spouse's parents guardian of your child. I find more often than not the couples that I'm speaking with in the millennial type age range right now, their first instinct is to name their parents as guardian. And in most cases, I think that is a mistake. I, I do not think you should do that. And it's a hard thing to talk about. Um, and I'm going to try to do so kind of from the, the, the 10,000 foot view above. But the, the reality is picking a guardian and talking about who your guardian is going to be is a completely academic exercise until it's not, until it is something that actually needs to happen, right? The only scenario in which this is, conversation is not a total waste of time is if something, if you and your spouse become incapacitated or pass away, right? both of you. Um, from your child's perspective, that is a, obviously a very traumatic, difficult thing to deal with. And the important thing when picking a guardian, from my perspective, is that you want to set your child up for the best probability of success going forward. And when you look at the statistics, I, sh I actually, I shouldn't even say that when you, I, I, before, let me put it this way, before I, I started recording this, I tried to look up statistics for how many kids have four living grandparents by the time they graduate high school. And it turns out nobody that I can find has asked this question. But right, uh, thinking through the, the, the my experiences and, and my family and the people who I knew growing up, right, how many of your high school friends had all four living grandparents by the time they graduated from high school? And the answer is probably a decent number of them, right? There is a good chance that your child will have four living grandparents by the time they graduate from high school. But there is a non-trivial chance that that won't be the case. And even if they are living, like they need to be mentally uh, fit to raise a child. You know, I the, the first time I went down this rabbit hole with a, with a client, right, they were talking to me about how, you know, they, they named their parents as, as guardian because, quote, they're still with it right now mentally, right? Meaning they're, they're mentally, they're, they were um, sharp enough to, to raise kids. They were a little bit older, I think, than, than the average grandparent of the clients that I'm, I'm talking about here. But the, the problem is, right, if you were to die tomorrow, it's great that they're mentally fit now. They need to be mentally fit for the next 16 years. This client had a two-year-old, right? Um, they need to be mentally fit for the next 16 years or else you are putting your child in a situation where 
they might need to move again and they might need to have a third guardian down the road. It's rough. Like it's a hard conversation to think about. It's a hard topic to talk about. It wouldn't surprise me when I go back and look at the analytics on this podcast episode of people drop off in this episode. Right. But it's, it's a very real thing or it could be a very real thing. And you, and we, we want to be prepared for it to be a really real thing. And so when you are picking your guardian, right, there are several different factors that are important, right? Uh, family values, right? Are, are you sending your child to a, an environment where they're going to grow up the way that you, or they're going to be raised with the, the values that are important to you? Um, responsibility, certainly, right? I, I often find that these, the, the desire to, um, name your parents as guardian comes from siblings or a lack of siblings or a lack of cousins who are either like either you just don't have them or they are um, on the younger side right not ready to take on the responsibility from a from a behavioral standpoint right those are real challenges right and and you want to think through and find somebody who is ready um but my point is that your parents might not be i hope they are i i hope that Right. They, they would be able to serve as guardian, but, but they might not, right? That, that, that's just a part of life. Unfortunately, it's a part of getting older and in a world where your child needs to have a guardian appointed by the court anyway, right? They've been through enough, give them the best possible chance to not need to redo it down the road. Not a lawyer. I can't give you legal advice, right? You can name whoever you want to guardian. You should name somebody guardian, right? So naming somebody is better than nothing. But I, I think that often couples gravitate toward parents because it's a little bit of an easier answer or an easier decision. Um, it can feel like in the short term that there are fewer question marks associated with it, depending on the the, the, the your family situation, right? And, and that might, might be true in the short term, but this is not necessarily a short-term decision. Now, look, you can change your guardian down the road, right? If you have named your parents guardian and are now rethinking that, like you can change it down the road a few years from now, tomorrow, right? whenever you want to, as long as you're around to change it, right? As long as it is still a hypothetical situation who would take care of your child, right? The second that it becomes a not hypothetical thing they actually need to deal with, it's too late. And at that point, we, we need to hope that it's going to work out for your child until they turn 18. So th that's my thought there. The one final thing I'll say on this is that, I mean, a, a big part of the, I shouldn't say that, there have been a few cases where one of the concerns about naming like a sibling or a cousin as a guardian, right? Somebody in your generation is financial stability. And my answer to that is pretty simple. Life insurance. This is why we have life insurance in place, right? In an ideal world, right? The person taking on responsibility for your child, the financial piece is not going to be an issue because you will have had that taken care of in the rest of your estate plan. Right? Done correctly, the financial burden of taking on the child is something you can actually prevent from being an issue. Now they need to be responsibly responsible financially so they don't blow through the money and all that right there. Again, that gets back to the behavioral responsibility piece, which is a real concern. But if you have the setup correctly, the financial piece really shouldn't be an issue. Anyway, sorry to get a little dark in today's episode. Sorry to to be a little bit of a bummer, but it, it and part of financial planning is thinking about the future. 
is thinking about what, how can we best prepare our family for life ahead of us? And unfortunately, tough conversations are a part of that sometimes. Um, I will leave it there for today. Um, I do not have a topic for next week's episode yet, but I will try to make it a little bit cheerier and I hope to see you then. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.